Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And today we are joined by our good friend Marty Ingram. How you doing, Marty? Pretty good. How are you guys? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like always. No. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be covering the film It Follows. Um... Going back, it, it was kind of weird going back to modern movies after <coughs> focusing on... An entire month on. of older horror, pre-60s, or pre-70s, I guess. It was yeah. such a fantastic month, though. It was a really good and month. I thought I was going to be, like, more disappointed going back to the modern movies, but I, I actually like this. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited, and I think that this is a perfect film to jump into for the modern, for more modern, especially because it's... I w- it's extremely it's a it's a fairly new horror movie. Yeah. So um, I think it's it's going to be a really good contrast to last month, jumping right on into like a, almost a brand new movie and um and it's it also has that classic stuff. feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has a lot of really artistic um, things, and there's nothing too like crazy about it. You know, like um, when it comes down to graphics and stuff, they didn't CGI shit in. It wasn't crazy. So. <coughs> And I think it makes you appreciate the artistic view on it. Well, let's jump into the movie. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy, driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. Okay. Are you awake? What are you are not gonna believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's gonna follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. So, It Follows was written and directed by David Robert Mitchell. It starred Maika? Maika? I don't care. The girl that played (laughs) that girl that gets the weird killer STD thing. Yeah. So, It Follows a girl named Jay who goes out on a date with a guy who... Who looks looks like like Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She goes out on a date with this guy and he ends up chloroforming her and telling her that... No, fucking her. Yes. Chloroforming her, and then telling her that... Um, there's this thing, it's gonna be following her, it could look like somebody she knows, it could look like a complete stranger, and... It'll always be walking. The only way to get rid of it is to sleep with somebody else and to pass it on to them. But as soon as it kills them, it goes down the line. So yeah, uh, that's the movie. (laughs) In a nutshell. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I think we hit every detail. So... I, I, I do want to say this to get it out of the way. Uh, the first time that we saw this movie, I want to say it was actually for my birthday. And it we was. went with, Yeah, we went with a group of friends. We went in the movie, and I, we were super excited because I had heard nothing but, like, amazing things about the movie. So we went to the theater, we watched the movie, and when we walked out of the theater, I was legitimately apologizing to everyone we went with. I was like, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I made you go see this movie. And everybody's like, that movie sucked. So... For the longest time, I was like, that was the worst fucking movie. I don't know why anybody would watch this movie. And then one day, like, after it had come out on um, DVD and Blu-ray and shit, I was sitting at the house and I'm like, yo, I kind of want to watch it. I don't know what it is. So I put it on and I watched it and I was kind of picking out, like, bits and pieces that I really enjoyed about it. 
And then I watched it with another friend of mine, um, like, a few weeks later, and he was like, yo, this movie's fucking Daniel? terrifying. Yeah. Young Daniel. He's like, this movie's fucking terrifying. And, like, it, it made me appreciate it a little bit more, and it's one of those movies where the more I watch it, the more I really enjoy the movie. There's also more you notice throughout each time you watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I think the thing that's with this movie is that the plotline is not the greatest plotline. Like, it's not the greatest story ever, but the way that they, they, they focused so much and put so much work in the filming, the acting was great, the shots were great. Like, there, there's nothing that's technically bad about this film, but the story is just not, not as strong as everything else in this, in this movie. And I think, I think it makes it so much more obvious when everything else is so close to perfect and the story was a little lacking. You well, I think know. movies like this, they're, like, more unsettling, too, knowing the mm-hmm. fact that it's not full, filled with jump scares. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you're not waiting on that. I mean, I don't know, like, did they have any? They maybe had a couple? It wasn't anything, like, they, super the, crazy. I but... feel like the music made you feel like there would be, but, yeah. There, yeah. but, but there wasn't any actual, like, attempts at a jump scare uh, visually. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it kind of did, like, the... A classic approach to it. Like, for example, uh, when Jay first sees uh, the creature, whatever you want to call it, in her house, and it's that, like, cracked-out-looking girl in her kitchen... That it, pees she herself? Kind of, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she kind of does, like, a slow-motion turn, and she looks afraid before it shows what she sees. And it's kind of... it. it uh, it's not just something fucking popped out and scares you. Like, you know that she sees something, but right. for that brief second, it leaves you guessing, like, what is she looking at that's in her house right now? I think the most interesting thing about this movie is that they purposely made it hard to tell what time period it is. Yeah, in. like, you see that girl sitting on the couch with that, like, little weird clamshell thing. Yeah, I, yeah. Sort of so thing. we had already, we had, like, debated this for a while, um... That we didn't know when it took place because yeah. the whole thing has like a eighties, nineties feel to it. Honestly, but then, the style brings me way back further than the eighties. It feels but, way more sixties to me. Because of that phone though, or whatever it was supposed to be, we were kind of just like, well, when the fuck is this supposed to take place? So looking into the movie a little bit more, I guess this was deliberately done because the entire movie was supposed to play out to be kind of like dreamy. Yep. So yeah. so the what what the director did was he threw in things from all time periods. Um, you know, they were watching the old black and white movies. They had older cars. They had older cars. Um, there was a new car in that movie, though. There, there was. was. There was. There was all kinds of different things, but they were all done to confuse because, you. To confuse you, yeah. right? Because all the way down to like the interiors in the house and shit. They like, all looked. <laughs> they did. They looked older. Yeah, but it, it, it did, and and. Uh, I think that it was successful because you don't get a vibe of a time period. But even the, the seasons in the movie didn't... Mm-hmm. The seasons were, like, out of whack. Like, if you, like... Things that you would think were, like, summery, but then you're seeing was, something else and they're, like... I feel like I noticed that when watching it. I feel like they're... Because the girl was swimming in the pool a lot, but they're... People in like, jackets and stuff. Well, they show yeah. jackets and then they show trees without leaves on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what but are you the, doing? Pool, it, the pool, too, though, the big thing with the pool was that it wasn't, like... Like, if it was, like, an in-ground pool that could have been heated or something like that, like... I it think was, it like, literally been, like, the cheap Walmart the pool Walmart, the, like, blow that, up, that yeah. F-Ghetto people buy to get <laughs> us through one season and then it rips. <laughs> That that was all thrown in, and right down to the ending of the movie, because at the end of the movie, um, it shows Paul and Jay walking, and 
and Jay walking. That's just Paul and Jay walking down the road. And, uh... That's as badass as Dylan gets. You kind of see somebody behind them, but you don't know if it's, uh, this creature that's following them or if it's just somebody in the street. And the movie just ends. And the reason that they've done that was because, uh, the director... No. (laughs) The director had said he, like, sticking with the whole dream aspect of it, when you have a dream and you're, like, confused to what's going on, normally you wake up before you can realize, like, what's happening and before there's a resolution. So that's kind of why there was no real resolution at the end of the movie. I mean, they shot the creature while it was in the pool, and there was the blood and everything, but then Jay and Paul sleep together, and then the movie just kind of ends. So it's kind of, did they take care of it? But there's no resolution, because like a dream, you're not going to have a resolution. Can I just say the only reason Jay slept with Paul was because every other man died. (laughs) Every (laughs) other guy she was around died. She was like, fuck, there's nobody else to sleep with. I guess it's like that last man on earth thing. (laughs) He finally got laid. (laughs) I will say, uh, if we're going to dive into characters, Paul annoyed the shit out of me. Oh my god, he was so desperate. The entire movie, he was so desperate. He's like, yo, you you could just sleep with me. Me. Like, like it's you... so obvious. It's like, it's like I want to help, but really I just want you to sleep with me. Please but sleep gets, with me. It gets to the point where he gets angry about it. He's like, why'd you sleep with... What was the guy's name? Greg? Like, why'd you sleep with him? You could have slept with me. I liked you. you I, mean, I would have taken it. And then they're like trying to come up with a way to get rid of this thing. And he's like, well, what if we just like... You and I did it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then you see this nerdy so fucking, subtle. <laughs> yeah. And then you see this nerdy fucking kid driving by these prostitutes at the end of the movie and you're like this is the most awkward Yeah, shit I was like I've waiting. I was straight up waiting for him to pick the pick up the prostitutes. I was like that would have been the perfect ending right then and there. Score some hookers. But uh I there's a scene that totally takes me out. Like I love this movie. I think it's so well made, but there's a scene um that really takes me out of it and it's like when they go to that house by the lake. Greg's right, mm-hmm. Greg's family's house, and um, they're on the beach, and you see, uh, you see the the I don't even know the, the creature, the thing yeah. coming from behind. They look like people, yeah. so anybody who hasn't seen it, it's like just looks like a person, but like they walk really slow. So you see the person coming up behind them, and like nobody else can see it, but you can see, like, her hair get pulled up, yeah. and I'm like, okay. That was, that kind I of, just wish yeah. they didn't put that in there, because it just looked really cheesy. Cheesy. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, I get, like, now they know for sure she's not lying about it, but it's like, well, you could have, like, not shown it, and, like, but, like, shown their reactions to it. Not so even that, that, yeah. that, it's not even that that takes me out of it. It's when, like, Paul hits it with a chair, and then he goes flying <laughs> yeah. backwards, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was funny. No, that it was a little cheesy. That kind of adds to uh, what my biggest thing was with the movie was was they kind of missed a lot of opportunities with it, um, especially as far as when they had said it could be somebody you know, or like to me when I hear that I'm like okay well it's gonna imitate things they know kind of like the thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. it only does it once and when it does it the one time like you know that it's not their friend. Like, no, it did it twice because it did it, it was, uh, what's it, Greg's mom. Yeah. But, it, I, I kind of would have liked the, like, mystery of, like, oh, fuck, is that the creature? What or was your is favorite that... version of the creature, guys? Mine oh, with I the like... naked guy on the roof. <laughs> the one with her, like, that tall motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. spooky. Oh, that was actually legitimately <laughs> fucking terrifying. Creepy, yeah. 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 <laughs> When she's like, they open the door and it's their friend, and then she's like, 
what's going on? And the guy just fucking walks up. And that, yeah. what made that scene too was the music. And, like, diving into the oh, yeah. music of this movie, uh, the score was done by Disaster Piece. I think they had done it in, like, two weeks. Um, That's geez. impressive. The reason, yeah. amazing. The reason that they were asked to do the uh, the soundtrack was they normally do soundtracks for, like, indie 8-bit video games, which if you listen to the soundtrack, right. you can kind of get that vibe from it. But it was also very, like, John Carpenter-esque with uh, the music, but... They were asked to do so because the director was a big fan of one of the games that they did the soundtrack for. So they put the soundtrack together, and this is probably my favorite movie soundtrack of all time. It like, beats Silent Hill. Sierra and I, no, it doesn't be Silent Hill. Okay, but Sierra <laughs> and I will like blast this fucking soundtrack while driving around back roads in the middle of the Dude, night. Like, okay, <laughs> when we lived in New York, like here, it's not like that. But like when we lived in New York, we literally lived in like this abandoned town. Like I mean, when I say abandoned, I mean the school was abandoned, the shops were abandoned, like every building was abandoned in this town we lived in. Right? It's called Mountaindale, New York. You guys can look it up. If you don't believe me. But we would legitimately put on the soundtrack and drive up this uh, famous road by us, Lundy Road, that was haunted, extremely haunted. And I started doing it with other people. Like, Dylan knew about, like, he watched the movie, so he, like, he's, like, he knew what to expect when he put it on. So, like, I would go and get my cousin Brooke. I don't think I ever did it with you because you had already moved, but I would go and get my cousin Brooke. We're, like, best friends. And uh, I'd put on the soundtrack and be like, okay, we're going to Lundy's. And she's like, turn this shit the fuck off. You know, like, she's terrified because it does. It sincerely gets it your heart going. With your emotions, and it, it like does. That. It makes you feel really uncomfortable because there's, like, a lot of, like, really high-pitched, weird noises throughout it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not just, like, straight music. It's, like, really good music and then really funky, weird uncomfortable sounds and tones put together and it does really sincerely make your blood curdle it's really creepy it's probably the most successful horror movie music i've ever heard two things so one of the things that i read is that a lot of people compare this to john carpenter they say that it has like a lot of john carpenter vibes which i think it does mm-hmm. um and i at first when i saw like read that i was like meh and then i was like like when you get thinking about it you're like no it really it really does have those vibes um, so I thought it was kind of cool that you, you said that. But one of the other things, too, is uh, covering um, the movies that we did last month um, and going back to The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I would love watching that with a soundtrack <laughs> like this. Yeah. Like, if they did a soundtrack, like, if that, they did a soundtrack for Cabinet with, like, that band... Like, specifically for that movie, that would be some creepy fucking shit. Have you guys ever considered that before? Like, when you watch a movie that just, like, where the music just fails it miserably? Like, every movie in the 30s. Like, every movie in the 30s had, like, the worst soundtrack. This is the Um, worst fucking example ever, but I'll bring it up. Last night, Sierra and I watched an extremely goofy movie. Wow! (laughs) And the whole fucking movie, they're, like, it's like X Games, they're skateboarding and shit. Yeah. They had the weirdest fucking, it's a Disney movie, so they had fucking, like, Disney music playing shit, and I was like, yo, I wanna, like, recut, yeah, I was like, I wanna recut this movie with, like, no FX, MXPX, less than Jake. The soundtrack's like, grind. Yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. But it, like, no, but, uh, going back to what you said, Erica, it does, like, the music for a movie can completely change. Change it. Absolutely. And it goes back to... That'd be fun to play with in, like, Switch horror movies, yeah. soundtracks, and see... It goes back to what you said last week, because you watched Doctor or Kevin and Dr. Calgary three different times, and you said the one 
it had like happier music playing and it totally changed it the changes vibe of the, the movie, vibe of the yeah. movie completely. And honestly, I, I think that had this movie not had this soundtrack, I wouldn't have appreciated it like I did. No. Not it's not it has definitely not been my favorite movie that we've covered. Um but I I really did enjoy it and it's oh, definitely it's one of those movies that the, like the more you watch it, the more you're like, this is actually pretty good. Cause it's yeah. like, I think once, like, once, I, cause when you, when you try and watch movies a lot of times, you're trying, and it's, it's natural, but we try and like, place ourselves in those situations and we try to yeah. like, comprehend it. Because that's the only way that we can digest the information. And I think that the reason that this movie was so fucking weird is that you couldn't get a time frame on it. You couldn't get like, any time you thought you understood it, something else, like, fucked it there up. There was like, no grasp of reality. Exactly. It. And, but it also wasn't too much of a dreamlike state to make that you feel you un- understood it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it was, like, this kind of, like, middle ground. It was, like, so. a legitimate dream that you would have, like, a scary dream. Yeah, exactly. Have, because it's, like, I, it, you recognize mm-hmm. things, like, it, it appeals to you in ways, and then other ways, it loses you. And I, I think just, I would like the last, let's see... I think the last, like, modern horror movie that really got me was Sinister, but I think, like, coming into this, like, even, like, the opening of Sinister, this movie had a great opening. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's what, that, that, <laughs> that drew us in, too, uh, when, like, even when I saw it in theaters, when I didn't enjoy the movie the first time, I still said, like, when that opening scene was on, and it shows the girl, like, running to her car, and the fucking music, uh, the first song on the CD yeah. is called Heels. And it like fucking picks up, mm-hmm. and it's just so fucking. I love like, that they na- they name the song Heels because it's she's running, running heels. Running yeah. heels yeah. Dude, I, I always like, how, like to make the yoga joke when you see her down on the beach with her like broken stuff behind her, like yoga. Beach yoga. I like how emotional it was, like when she's calling her dad, mm-hmm. and you know she knows she's fucked. I mean, yeah. And then like, the next scene snaps to her on the on the beach dead. Yeah, but it like the the fucking shot for that whole part too. Um. Because the opening scene, it shows her running around this, uh, the town, and they kind of did, like, a panoramic shot, like, a completely 360 fucking yeah. spin of the street. So that was really cool. And then when she's sitting on the beach, and she just has the fucking car headlights, like, hitting her, it was filmed really fucking well. Like, the, the whole, whole movie, movie was yeah. filmed phenomenally. I, I mean, the way that they did the shots, oh, uh, yeah. a lot of the times they did it, like, panned back quite a bit, and it was supposed to give, like, a feeling of dread, I guess, that they yeah. were, like, shot so far away. Um... But, I mean, the whole thing, and, like, the soundtrack for that part, and the soundtrack for the whole movie, I mean, when there's parts, like, when Jay's relaxing in the pool, it really does have, like, a dreamy fucking, like, just vibe to it with the music, the atmosphere. Do you guys want to know Dylan's favorite part of the movie? What is it? I, I'm curious. You know what, when they go anymore. back and they find the wannabe Pacey at, at his mom's house. Oh yeah! And they're all they're like sitting in a circle. They're sitting in a circle in the backyard and they're talking. And he like looks up and he sees like a little a, a ginger kid like walking. It's like, like a, a soccer. Yeah, player. it's like a girl ginger with her braids in, and she's coming from soccer practice. And he looks terrified and he's like, "Yo, do you guys see that?" And they're like. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see that. <laughs> you guys see that girl right there? <laughs> <laughs> so it's so anticlimactic. But uh, that that brings up another interesting thing too. Is um, they did sneak little uh, like little things into the movie that kind of related back to teen issues. Um, at that yeah. part, at that part, uh, Jay is picking up like picking pieces of grass and putting it on her leg, and it's supposed to symbolize like cutting, like people cutting themselves. Um, throughout the movie they she has like food in her room and it just keeps getting like 
nastier and nastier because just in there that's supposed to represent eating disorders and uh i think at one point in the movie there's like pills on the on the table by the food and later on it shows that the pills are gone but the food's still there and that's supposed to represent drug dependency so right. like, they they also snuck these little things in there too like i feel like this movie had so much going on that, like, they, they really focused should have on beefed the, up the story. They focused on the little stuff. They and it really should have. Like, I feel like the idea behind it could have been really cool. I don't think. Okay, so like Dylan had said, with them saying like it could be somebody you know, I think that they should have definitely used that more to their advantage. I don't think that it should. I think that they should have found a more interesting way for it to be passed person to person because like it just like I, I honestly do feel like this this whole movie is symbolism for, like, STDs in some way. Like, also, I honestly feel I also that. read, too, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but okay. I also read, too, that it was um, also a... Some people thought it was symbolism for um, for aging and, like, the fear of the unknown, like, once you get to be an adult and, like, how, like, basically, like, being terrified of just, like, transitioning from being, you know, a teenager a into an adult, adult or a child. Well, I know that, um... David Robert Mitchell, I think I'm fucking already forget his name, but uh, the guy who wrote and directed the movie, he had come up with the idea a long time ago because he had this reoccurring dream when he was a kid of this like person following him and just like no context to it. He just had this person following him. So that's where the first part of the story came. And he said he added sex in to the story later on to kind of like, I guess as like a rite of passage thing, um, it was all involving teens. So he said that he can see why people would associate it with STDs, but that wasn't his intention when he came up with the concept. Yeah, but he had to have heard before making it that it was gonna, it was very much gonna be seeming that way because. Oh, I'm sure. Like it's it's very like the whole thing is just sex. Yeah. It, I I hate movies that are like that too. Like oh, it's a teenager; they have to be doing sex all the time. <laughs> it's like shut the fuck up. They have to be doing sex. Yeah, yeah. doing <laughs> sex. <laughs> that's Borat. That's, <laughs> that's how you know what kind of teenager doing sex. <laughs> what kind of? I think another. I think my second favorite scene out of the whole thing was when she's sitting in the classroom and she sees the old woman coming from the courtyard. Oh yeah. And then coming into the school, and she like runs past those two girls. Uh, I can't remember what she says. It's been a minute since I've watched it. I think she. I think she asked him, like, "Do you see her?" Or I, something to that. See that part, kind of. I, I kind of laugh at that part because they had this fucking crazy dramatic music playing, and there was legit just like, and they'd have this music playing, and she'd look terrified, and it turned, and it's just this old lady walking down a hallway, and I was like, <laughs> uh, "All right." <laughs> old people creep me out. Yeah, well. I understand why. <laughs> it's the wrinkles. Yeah, like yeah, Why do old people smell weird? <laughs> it's literally their body rotting. I learned that in high school. Like, that smell that they give off, it's literally like... Their cells breaking down yeah, they're, and yeah. aging. Oh, that's cool. Damn. You're gonna smell like that too one day. <laughs> that's where old people smell comes from. Thanks, Dylan, <laughs> for fucking ruining everybody's night. Seriously. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting a year to bring I, up that knowledge. That fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact of the night. Old people smell is decay. Serious, <laughs> the look of disgust on Sarah's face right now is by far the greatest thing I've so ever seen. That is so sad. <laughs> it's, it's kind of oh, funny. fuck. That's, I'm going to know that now when I'm old. 
Sarah's just gonna sniff <laughs> sniff old people now to see if they're dying. <laughs> yeah, you only got a you got like a year Are left. Wouldn't it be bad because you could see me right going up to someone and be like you're dying? Just picture like eighty year old Sarah. Like, Can you smell me dying? <laughs> so she's gonna tell her grandkids. <laughs> Do I smell like I'm dead yet? <laughs> They're like, Grandma, what the fuck are you talking about? You smell like coffee and hair dye. Simmer down. <laughs> They're going to be like, Grandma's senile. And I'm not. I'm not senile. I am senile. I'm 25 and fucking senile. Yeah, so I can only imagine it's going to get worse with age. Um, you're, mar- you're married, married to <laughs> Betty White. That's what you're married to. There could be worse. Oh, things. fuck no. Everybody, now I'm Polly Shore at work. Everybody associates me with Polly Shore. I don't want to be Shore. married to a dude. Anyway, another <laughs> thing. I Polly Shore. <laughs> uh, another <laughs> thing about the movie that uh, I didn't catch on to until uh, this time we watched it. The entire movie, um, like any adults, except for, like, basically Kelly and Jay's mom, like, it never shows her face. If it shows her face, it's blurred out, um, or, like, something's blocking it, or it's cut out in the frame. And I thought that that's really common in dreams, though, is that, like, you'll, you'll know that it, like, you ever dream about a person and you know it's them, but their face is, like, distorted? When he said that, though, it just made me think of, like, uh, what cartoon was it? One of the cartoons, it only showed the parents from the waist down. Was it Cow and Chicken? Do you remember Cow and Chicken? No, not Dexter. Yeah, it was Cow and Chicken. It was Cow and Chicken, yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that show because they like pork Hell butts yeah. and taters. They did it a lot of in a lot of cartoons. I know that Fairly Odd Parents, like the first three episodes, it did it. I'm so glad they stopped it because Timmy Timmy Turner's dad's the shit. He's my <laughs> fucking Max, hero. Max and Ruby had they don't even have parents. And Max is naked all the time. Max Peppa Pig followed. The opening of the movie, uh, the character's name is Annie. And it's supposed to pay homage to the Michael Halloween. Jackson song. No, Halloween. Oh. And uh, Jay is actually named after Jamie Lee Curtis. And, oh, nice. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. Jay's sister, Kelly, is named after Jamie Lee Curtis's sister, Kelly Curtis. Oh, that's what's up. Well, damn. Who's Dylan, for Dylan that knows movie? some things now. Dylan Google shit. I'd never Google and I. Googled he didn't Google that dead I that messaged dead old lady the smell. writer. No, um... And, uh, he gave me this information personally. Another thing, too, that uh, I didn't catch on to until, uh, I, I looked it up online. Not Google, but fuck you guys. It was, uh, it was Wikipedia. <laughs> if it's not Google, it's Wikipedia. Um, at, the end of the, at the end of the movie, there's a lot of things that allude to death, which, um... Some people have interpreted Ooh, as... say allude again. Allude. Ooh. A lot of people have, uh... <laughs> have said, like... It, they have interpreted it as they died at the end. Um, after the whole part where Paul and Jay have sex, when Yara's in the hospital, uh, they go back to visit her, and she starts... Yara's the one that farts. Yes. (laughs) She's, uh... (laughs) You're a fucking three-year-old. She's reading a passage about death, on, like, out loud, and then there's a bunch of things, like, uh, when Jay and Paul are walking, they walk by a guy who's raking dead leaves, they walk past a sign that says dead end, like, there's a lot of things that, like symbolize death i guess that's pretty cool you have some bony ass fucking fingers dude i'm sorry i'm just like sitting here and i'm like dylan's got you guys are fucking this episode. Wait, you should see his legs featuring it follows rag on dylan featuring it follows. yeah it's the fucking roasted i'm dylan sorry tonight. but like you can, had your hands up and i'm like god I damn et i can like wrap my fingers around his ankles There's i came here to have a good time and i'm feeling so attacked <laughs> dylan's triggering shit right now when have you ever come around me and erica for a good time you know that shit's gonna end bad. Usually we roast Sira. It's been a nice change, okay? Or uh, Steven when he's not here. The uh 
Steven didn't make it again. <laughs> so the filming of this movie... The filming of this movie... Is beautiful? Yes. It was shot really well. I know oh, that we yeah. talked... I know we had talked about, like, um... The panning out for, like, certain images to give a feeling of dread. But it was also, like... It was very dark, the way it was filmed, like... And it, it definitely added to the tone. And there's a lot of things that really added to, like, the dreamy of it um my favorite shot of the entire movie and it's probably like one of my favorite like screen caps of any movie is after they shoot the creature that's in the pool and jay like crawls up to the side of the pool and it shows like the blood just like taking over yep. the pool like it's such a fucking cool shot and like i i went a month without saying this so i had to fucking say it the use of color is amazing <laughs> oh yeah it is <laughs> yeah i agree it wasn't a whole month the 50s were in color Dick. Yeah, but I didn't. And the fifties suck balls. Yeah, you suck balls. Not no. That's right. Everybody rag on Erica now. <laughs> I'll come back worse. <laughs> Sequel to this movie. I don't know. I don't think I haven't about, seen anything yeah. about it. I did I, look though because I'm interested should, to see if they do do one. I think they do do. <laughs> She's tired, isn't she? You need a nap. I hope that they don't do a sequel. That's all. You like fought yourself to be able to say that one line. It was because she said what she said. No, I, yeah, I don't think that this movie. I said they do do, and she's like do do, <laughs> and we've been downhill ever since. <laughs> oh um, God, Marty's just, never coming back. <laughs> they get my like. They no, make I don't think me they'll think do a like sequel. That. No, I don't no, they shouldn't. That. I think that they, they, I don't they'd think ruin it. Would it. Work either I think this is one of those movies that. Well, what else would they add to the plot line? Yeah. Maybe they could do, like, an origin of where it started. It started? That's what we're gonna name it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's perfect. I, it kind of Can brings we up, make a bad trailer for that? It kind of brings... Like, I'm kind of curious how this whole thing started. Like, who... It was a god... If it's STDs, It was an Egyptian... It. it was definitely an Egyptian god. It was Ra. It started at Ra. And just, right? Isn't that... One of the Egyptian yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started at Rod and just went down from there. I fucking hate the scene where it shows <coughs> Jay swimming out to the fucking boat with the dudes. Oh, yeah. What was the reason between yeah. behind that? I read on... Okay, another thing that I read. Uh, it's supposed to symbolize any time that the, uh, the creature or whatever gets passed on, the curse, whatever you want to call it, gets passed on to somebody else, there's a ball in the, in the shot. So, um... When Jay is in the bathroom, and for some reason, unbeknownst to me, she fucking, like, pulls her pants out and, like, looks and starts, like, hyperventilating. Not really sure what that was about. But the ball hits the window, and that, that was That was a jump scare. You yeah. guys were asking about a jump scare before. That was yeah. it. And then, uh, I think, like, one of the characters has a ball on their shirt. That might have been Paul later on. But it, it, that's supposed to be... But in the scene where... She swims out to the boat. There's no ball present, so it was supposed to show that she didn't actually sleep with those guys. But the whole thing just seemed unnecessary to add in, in my opinion. Yeah. What are you looking at? Um, I'm trying to find where it started. Oh. Or what it is, and this series says that they think it's Yara. Is it is like supposed like should be representing it because throughout the movie she gives two speeches. Um. I'm assuming one is the one that you had said. The one about death at the end. About death. But this one says, Yara gives two noticeable speeches throughout the film. One when she, Kelly, and Paul are sitting on the front porch before 
Q drops off Jay and she reads a line about how desperation feels like walls crumbling in on you and the only thing to do is stay where you are. Two, I also, I assume, or no, is when she's in the hospital bed reading from a passage about when the soul leaves the body and death is a certain to come. And the only thing to do is wait for it when it finally happens. So she read two passages that pretty much says, like, don't run from it and to when it's time to die, die. So they're saying that they think that Yara is representation of it or death. Mm. I guess, maybe. So that could mm. help. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I love that they threw in also, and I fucking laugh every time when they're walking to the pool, and she's like, when I was younger, my mom told me never to go south of eight mile, and I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) We know all about that. (laughs) But, um, no, another thing, too, that I, I, uh, I watched a couple of videos of, like, people reviewing this on YouTube, and one person had brought up, I don't remember who it was, but they had brought up that the entire movie... It's not realistic, but the choices that the teenagers make are realistic. Um, When it shows... I I don't remember who the fuck's video it was, but... Basically, when it shows, for example, when Jay's shooting... Like, she doesn't have fucking perfect aim with a gun. And she almost shoots Greg at the one part. And then Paul almost shoots Jay when she's in the pool. And also the whole plan that they came up with of, like... Throwing electronic things in the pool to kill the thing, like it's all things that you would expect, like a teenager, a, a teenager, desperate, yeah, desperate teenager to, to come up with, yeah. So it's it's a shame that it like that the storyline wasn't there because there's so many details and it was so like all those details were so well like planned out and well put together and like. F- Story aside, everything flowed well, beginning yeah. to end. Like it's a solid yeah. movie. So like it's it's a little disheartening that the the story just didn't map out with everything. But I, I again, I think that kind of goes back to what we were saying before that they paid attention so much to those little things that they kind of lost sight of the bigger picture. It's kind of like what I, we had said when we covered Suspiria was that they did so much as far as, like, filming techniques mm-hmm. that the story was kind yeah, of just that's whatever. Whatever, yeah. The thing... The it's, thing it's, it's fucking it's, great, but... It's one of mine, too. It's the, it's the same thing, though. It's the story yeah. isn't there. It's more right. just for the filming The techniques. thing with Suspiria, though, is that it didn't, like, for me anyway, and I, I, I'm not sure about you, I, I don't think that... The story didn't take away from the movie at all. With no. this, I feel like the story kind of took yeah. away from the movie. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference between the two. But Suspiria, we, me and Dylan were on a Suspiria kick from the time we watched it up until, I think, for me anyway, Suspiria's been my top movies up until we just covered Cabinet and Dr. Caligari that we've covered so far. But it, yeah. It, yeah, Suspiria's it, good. Like, my sister, she got me framed film cells from it. That's oh, that's awesome. Cool. Oh my god. <laughs> But I think with Suspiria, like, the story, while it was kind of, it, it wasn't even really that it was lacking, it was just very, like, simple and, like, yeah. there, where this, it was kind of, like, It's a kind complex storyline, like, too. This, it's kind of, like, well, that's kind of stupid. Like, it's just, they sleep with the you. The thing, though, <laughs> like, I think it's a, I think it's a complex story. I think that it's just, it wasn't, the story compared to everything else wasn't executed well. But at the same yeah. time, where you have this, uh this curse or whatever you want to call it that if you sleep with somebody it passes on to them I couldn't think of another way you could 
make this movie and have this exact storyline, but have it passed on in a way that's Something not different. Not that's sexual, not sexual yeah. contact. Like, what are you gonna do? Just if you tap somebody, it goes, it goes like to it, it, yeah. it wouldn't work any other way besides but that actual transmission. That makes sense. I mean, oh, that's funny. I what? didn't realize Annie was the girl in the yellow dress. What? Annie in the beginning of the movie was the girl in the yellow dress in the theater that Jeff saw. Oh yeah. I think that was supposed to be his ex-girlfriend because when they find the picture, it says right here that it was Annie. Who, was it his ex though? Because when they find the picture later on, it, no, I because that... Annie was killed. Before... Annie. Okay, so initially when we were watching this, we were like, "Oh, Annie probably gave it to Jeff. He was pro- she was probably the girl that Jeff received it from." Yeah, which is incorrect. Because Annie died before Jeff. So Annie would have been the last person to have it. So Jeff gave it to her, is how it seems. Well, I, f- I figured Jeff gave it to her, but then when she died, it went back to him, so he had to find Jay. That's what I figured it was. but Because he, he said that he, he randomly hooked up with a girl in a bar, and then he got it, and then he gave it to his girlfriend. And then she died, so I thought that that was who his yeah, girlfriend so was. Yeah, maybe, but it doesn't say that they're connected in any way. They should have connected them because I think that would have been like that just would have made my mind feel happy. You guys want to rate this? Yeah, let's rate it. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten. Marty, to go first? you go first. Ooh, Marty gets the uh, honors. I give it a seven. Seven. Yep. Erica, what you got? I'm gonna come in with a solid. I'm gonna give it a six five. Isn't it nice to rate things lower than like a nine? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's kind of. I want to. Can we get a good solid three in an episode coming up? I yeah, just like dog shit film. Not an eighties film though. I'm still not ready for the eighties again. Can we just let me just watch Creep Show? Well, I'm glad again. you're not ready for the eighties because the next two weeks we're gonna be talking about the eighties. I'm gonna give them. I'm going to destroy those films, Erica, for you. Who picked them? I don't know, Dylan. Sierra, you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie uh, six point nine five. Six point nine, it is, Dylan. <laughs> I am also gonna agree with Sierra and give it a six point nine five. I think that everything in this movie is done so <coughs> fucking perfectly, but the story, and unfortunately, this story is worth three points to me. Like, yeah. it really brought Well, down. that too, too, is that the fact that they put so much work into everything else, it, I think it shows more that the story sucked. I really, though, like, like if you were somebody yeah. and you've yeah, seen yeah. this and you hated it, go back and rewatch it. Yeah, rewatch it, Because like, it's definitely, it's definitely it one of those movies, the more you watch it, the more you're like, wow, this is actually really It's the movie. seltzer water of That's movies. how I felt about the Babadook. <laughs> I I, I have I still have I watched it once and I still we have yet together. to like revisit it and I said I wanted to but I, I was so let down so bad though I was so let down by that movie like I was at first and then everybody keeps telling me it's so good so I'm like did I not pay attention or what like did I miss something yeah, yeah. I, I know everybody that's like um my my brother keeps talking about um this movie I've been dying to watch it I just haven't it's called the House October Built. And he's like, the whole fucking movie was amazing, and then the last ten fucking minutes happened, and it ruined the entire movie for me. And I was like, (laughs) but I really want to watch it. Every time I go to put it on, he's like, do not put that fucking movie on. He was (laughs) like, it ruined it. He was like, the last ten minutes fucking ruined everything. So the average rating for It Follows is a 6.8. It's fair. 
Cool. Right, nobody's disappointed in that, right? No. Nope. Too uh, bad if you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marty, where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at deadxomen. And that's about it. I don't really get on Facebook much anymore. Stay off of it. That was easy. Facebook is Facebook's a fucking I don't even know. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, don't follow us. It follow yeah. I, I see what you do there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Or Even Podcast, on Twitter at Or underscore Haven. Um, you can tune in next week. We're going to be covering Day of the Dead from 1985 in a crossover episode with Creature Features Podcast, where we will, right after that, be covering Day of the Dead Bloodline from this year. What are you pointing at? Before we say goodnight, I do want to put it out there that our friend, our good friend Sylvester Marzi, is having, he has his books on sale on his website. Um, and they come signed. You guys should definitely go and support this amazing, wonderful, independent author. He's such a nice guy, and he he's really helped out our hard. show quite a bit. Yeah, yeah he has. He's, he's been on. He's our, been very involved with our shows. He's. Pro- I'm sure he's going to be on another episode coming up. And, I think uh, he is. It would really mean a lot to us if you guys got out there and checked out his books, uh, Planet Dead, Planet Dead Two, and Terrifying Tales. Terrifying Tales. Do you know his website off the top of your head? SylvesterBarzi.com, I think. We'll link it in the description. We'll link it in the description, but definitely check out Sylvester Bryce. And um, also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, be sure to like, rate, subscribe. Let me know that the tone of your voice is bad. Yeah, be our friend. (laughs) Come talk horror with us. Yeah, we like that. We we've invited almost every person we've ever talked to back. Yeah. That. Marty, you can always come back to talk horror with us. Please, if you want to after this episode. Yeah. Oh, we so do sorry. talk about Peppa Pig every once in a while. It comes up. <laughs> it was a rant. It was a rant. It's, I'm sorry. It's all related. It fucked up my afternoon. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. All right, later, guys.